Hello and welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast, where my guests and I share tips and tricks to inspire you to build a great personal brand to increase your visibility and authority. I am your host, Claire Vaughn, and on today's episode, I am very excited to be joined by Teresa Heath. Wearing. Teresa is an international best selling author, award winning speaker, TEDx speaker, trainer, podcaster, and business owner. She is an online business marketing and mindset expert who works with business owners from across the world, helping them build a business and a life they love. Teresa, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I always get so embarrassed when I hear my really? bio being read. It's so it's weird. a great It's a great bio. <laughs> <laughs> It feels a little bit like, did yeah, I make yeah, that up? yeah. No, but I mean, great, right? I mean, I, I think the opposite would be would be worse. You're going like, ah, oh, I have a sucky yeah. bio. That's I wish it was better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's funny because I I'm not I I always have like either some you know my co-founder will do my bio or somebody else will do my bio because I feel like you have to be mm-hmm. objective. Because you're, I feel like when you're doing yes. your own stuff, a lot of times we will we will downplay it because you don't want to be embarrassed. You might be like, "Oh, mm-hmm. well, it sounds like I'm bragging," yeah. or what you know. It takes that person yeah. on the outside to really look at it. And go, no, no, you're not bragging. These are things that you've done, and you should be proud of it. Yeah, you're so right. It's, it's really so hard. hard to to sit there and go. I am amazing. <laughs> I, uh, I, I actually to tell you this. Hang on a minute, everyone. The no, I literally I, I like... take notes sometimes during my podcast, and I literally, um, I yeah. did one where we were. She basically was saying that she she kind of gives mon, you know, does mantras to make herself feel better, and one of her favorite one is "I am the greatest." Yeah. And and she's like, it sounds like so crazy to it. to kind of do these mantras like "I am the greatest," "I am the greatest," like what? Who are you? But um. She's like, yeah. it just, t- it completely changes your mind, changes your mindset. And it takes a while to get to be able to sit with that, <laughs> with the fact that you're like, I'm the greatest, yeah. but it really yeah. does kind of make your whole like outlook on life better. So it's an interesting thing. And I think sometimes other people aren't going to say it. So we've got to say it ourselves. Like we've got to have that confidence. And actually when we are good at something, like sometimes, and I laugh as I say it, but I'll be like, oh, I'm the, I am amazing at this. And I'll laugh because I know how ridiculous it sounds. Or I'll say, this is my superpower or this is my zone of genius. Because I think we do have to say that if we are genuinely very good at something because we're the only ones who are going to say yeah. it for us, aren't we? Yeah, I do. I do. Like, I've definitely seen some, some, celebrities and things like that and you're just like wow <laughs> you yeah. you're at a whole other level of like feeling empowered yeah you yeah. like wow <laughs> yeah. that's kind of yeah taking you, it on board it's kind of a little crazy um but so it, it was funny because you are also a podcast host and um we, I definitely wanted, I would definitely want to talk about some stories and things like that, that we've learned. Cause I think it's super important because people don't really understand what, mm-hmm. like, they just think that if I'm going to be on a podcast, I show up. I'm here. Like they, they, they're yeah. people obviously <laughs> that don't, that don't have any doubts about themselves. They just show up and they're like, I'm here to help you out. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> 
I know. Lucky yeah. you. Lucky you. And I actually did. It was very hard. I tried to do like a really short um, reel, like, you know, try to be, because I want it to be on YouTube's shorts as well. Mm-hmm. So it has to be under 60 seconds. So I'm just like <gasps> trying really fast to get all these things out. I'm like, we, I need to do like the long podcast on like tips. But I mean, yeah. it, it should go without saying that the podcast is a conversation. It's not their show. I literally had someone came on and he took over. I was like literally sitting there. My my producer texted me during it and she's like, you look like you're dying. I was like. Honestly. Have you had that happen? It's got to be that two-way thing. Oh, (laughs) totally. And it's funny because when you work with a team who have worked, I'm on, like we've recorded up to, well, the one that's just gone out is 263. Wow. We have done a lot of podcasts. So when you've heard me or when my team have heard me, they now know, like they can tell how that podcast went <laughs> just by my tone of voice, which is funny because as the podcast host, you really hope that you yeah. maintain a certain way. Do you do video but as well? If they're not giving me anything. Now, okay. I only do it for my sake. Okay, because I put the video put out there. Out there and then sometimes I'm like, oh, probably... my face. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the other thing, because when people talk to me and I'm paying attention and I'm active listening, because also I think people don't realise how tiring yes. having a podcast is, because this isn't just like chat, you know, yeah. doodle, whatever. this is like, what are they saying? What are they saying? What, right? How am I responding to that? So like, sometimes my face is like, literally I, like yes. scowling at them while I'm just taking it in. But it's just like, it, I've been on interviews where people have interviewed me and they've literally gone... Uh, thank you for being on it. And they're very straight, very serious. And then they go, question one. And they read out the question. And then I come in and I'm like, (laughs) la, 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 all happy, jolly, saying all this stuff. And then they go, thank you. I know. Question two. And I'm like, who is listening to this? Like, the best compliment I ever get when someone writes a review is, it's just like listening to you having a coffee or hanging out or Mm -hmm. chatting with someone. But it's just... It is funny. And then the other thing we were talking about, like the quality of recording yourself. So I once did an episode with a lady who had a podcast and throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Now I talk with my hands, but I'm very careful that my chair doesn't move. My desk, I don't touch my desk. Yes. I don't touch my mic or I try very hard anyway. But like literally throughout the entire podcast, she was like messing with the pen, picking up, putting it down, moving the table, knocking the table, doing, and and the problem is I couldn't concentrate then because that's all yeah. I could hear. And I just had to kind of carry on and do the thing. But honestly, it's 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 one of the best things ever. It's also not the easiest no, thing to do. No, it's a not. And I think I did a lot of guesting before I started my own. So I kind of learned. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes I think it's a good idea to just, right, you see what people are doing wrong. Like, you know, I, I definitely, yeah. maybe we're on that same podcast. We can chat about it after uh who it was um he may or may not have had an english accent um and maybe we always talk about the same one anyway so yeah it was just i was like wow really wow i know that you gave me these 10 questions before yeah. i jumped in here i just really didn't think didn't that you expect. were going to just read off these wow okay well i'm here i'm ready but yeah it was just yeah. like I wanted to leave. Yeah. And do you not think for the listener, it's like whiplash, right? So they're listening to this very monotone question one. 
And then the likes of you and I get like, so, da, 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 da. And then it's like, I know. Question two. It's like, oh my God. I don't know like, about you, but it's like when, when um, I am literally, when someone's like kind of like deadpan or like where they're not smiling or they're, I, I'm going, mm, I'm going to crack a smile. I will crack a joke. I will be self-deprecating. <laughs> I will just, whatever it is, I'm like, smile. Oh, because I, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like the petulant children. That's what it is. It's like yes. I'm going to make you, you know. But it, and I just like I said, I just think yes. the listeners, that whole and the other thing is, I don't know about you, but when I hear like a, if someone's got a thing like, so I did an interview once and they were sat outside. They, they sat outside. Okay. Okay. Not I did. They sat outside, and the editor, the podcast editor, said. Was there a pterodactyl in the background? Like this bird that was out there was so loud. It literally sounded like any second this interview was going to be eaten up by like a prehistoric bird. And it's like, I know, but what? And sometimes just like, you know, what can I do? Have yeah. you? So I have a question to ask. Have you ever yes. not put an episode out? Yes. Yes. I literally, yeah. um, it happened recently. The person just the whole episode took over um, and it just was like hard selling. And the thing he was hard selling was uh, so bizarre. It was like, and I, and I kept like asking questions cause I'm like, you're so strange. And I, and I'm just, I have to just kind of like, just ask these questions. Cause it's this, this conversation has just gone into crazy town. Um, and yeah, it was yeah. just so bad, and that was that was the one where he kept talking, and my and my um, my producer was like, it "Looks like you're dying," and I yeah, I basically was like, yeah. So he weirdly enough, his internet went out, and and like he bounced out of of this recording studio three times, um, and it was just like my editor's gonna have to spend so much time to edit things out, and I was like, not even worth my time, and um, I, another thing that had happened because we have. Our, our clients have have um, podcasts as well. And one of our clients literally has yeah. the worst guests. There's sometimes like people that he wants to have on. Okay. Like we had one where the guy was literally like, I don't even know how far he was from the camera. Like so far he was, I was like, what is it? And the producer was like, I swear he's completely high on something. Cause he was just bizarre. Just like, uh, shaking and weird and, and she's like I don't know what's going on and then um <laughs> there was another one where the guy showed up he was in his car sweaty from a workout on his phone Brilliant. and then Brilliant. we Thank said you. hey no we can't use it. that and and so I am super strict I literally I think you probably you probably I don't know if you remember this in the form, but I literally have it in the form. You must like check a box where it says like, yes. I will show up with headphones. I will be in a quiet place. Mm -hmm. I told you about one. Yeah. I actually had it last yeah. week. She literally was like in a restaurant without headphones. I mean, I don't understand how people don't get that the audio in a podcast is important. Do they not want to know what a podcast is? Yeah. I mean, even if it's a thing. video, it's yeah. important. Like you said, the pterodactyl. <laughs> I mean, all you're sitting there going, listening to is the in the background like, like yeah like, and then your podcast is completely exactly, shot because exactly. all anyone can think about is this crazy mm -hmm. so I mean, it's the same thing with a video if your like, hair is sticking up all the people can go is like why is your hair sticking up yeah they're gonna look yeah, at that yeah. thing yeah. yeah or 
why did they leave the washing in the background? Like, why wouldn't they tidy oh up God. before they came on yeah. camera? You're right. You have like, to think about those things. Why? Why? Well, <laughs> you, do, you, know, you know what, <laughs> listeners, watchers, the, these are some tips from two podcasters. Please be yeah, if you're ever going to be a guest. Be a good guest. Yeah. And you know what? Do your homework so you know what the podcast is about. Um and mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to go a lot smoother. Yeah. And just please, headphones are so easy. They come free with your phone. Just put them on. Yeah. So yeah. easy. <laughs> <I love this laughs> well, honestly, yeah. it is funny. It is. So funny. Well, so <laughs> let's talk about, you know, branding and marketing since obviously you, you know, you do that mm-hmm. and um, for your clients. And like, so what is the biggest, what are the biggest challenges that, you know, going from marketing for other people to marketing for yourself, for your own personal brand. So it's funny because I like, I've been in marketing for 18 years. I'm really old. And I, for the first 10, I did Mm -hmm. marketing for other people. So I worked for an agency and I worked for Land Rover UK and I did all these other like roles where I was effectively using my marketing skills for other people. And when I started my business, I literally thought, how hard can this be? I mean, could I have been more naive ever? (laughs) But I literally thought, well, this is my, this is what I do. This is my, my superpower. I do marketing. Like I'm good at it. I've had a career in it. But I think when you start to do your own stuff and your own, and you start to see yourself Mm -hmm. as a personal brand, and maybe that's from you don't see yourself as that to begin with, it gets Mm -hmm. so personal. Like, it's not like, well, one, a product is is easy because a product mm-hmm. is what a product is. Like, does it do the thing it says it's doing? Yes, it does. Here we go, everybody. Buy this thing. Right. It does the thing it says it's doing. People are harder, but you're, it's a bit like we joked at the beginning about my bio. Like, it's, it's harder to, it's much easier when you're yeah. doing it for someone else because you can see the qualities in them that they don't necessarily see. And you can say to them, I I had a call the other day and someone was saying, you know, they were talk, worried about imposter syndrome. We were talking about it. And they were like, you know, I am, I think I am good at what I do. And then she went on to say she'd won four awards. Probably. Like, sorry, did you just hear the words you said? <clears throat> yeah, I'm guessing they don't give them away to people who aren't good at what they do. But it's so hard to do it for yourself. So when you're marketing for yourself, when you're doing your own branding, even someone like me who has years of marketing skills, it's really difficult to step out and look mm-hmm. at yourself objectively and say to, to the world, this is who I am yeah. and this is really good. But also it's that I think initially the problem with it is, again, depending on whether you've worked with big or small brands, like there's a whole brand voice, there's a whole brand guidelines, there's a whole brand look and feel. And when you start marketing for yourself, you've got to figure mm-hmm. all that out. And I think the other problem is there's so much noise out there and it's depending on what industry on and depending on who your competitors are, you're looking at all these people and like, oh, they turned up like this, they're successful. They do it like this, they're successful. Who do I have to be? And instead of going inwards and going, no, this is who I am and this is how I'm turning up, what they tend to do and what I did for sure is look at other people and go, oh, they were quirky, so maybe I should try being quirky or, oh, they did this sort of thing, maybe I should try doing this sort of thing. And and you're trying to figure out who Mm -hmm. you are and none of it works because you're not them, you're you. And that's one of the hardest things to figure yeah, out. Yeah, really I, I would agree. I feel like for, for me, I, I, I'm a former actress and I did, you know, um, I did a lot of stuff. I had a, a YouTube channel where I did food and I, and so I kind of have 
been branding myself for a while. And I, I did, I got into that thing where I, where yeah. I did do like, Oh, this person's doing this. I should try to do this. And it just didn't feel right. And you know, now we're like, Oh, you have to be authentic. And now I have like the buzzwords and the things to actually say, but I just knew that yeah. I didn't do it very well and it didn't come off in the same way. And it didn't resonate with my audience in mm -hmm. the same way. And you're just kind of like, Oh, that's not working. Okay. And then you kind of figure out where your sweet spot is. Well, the thing that I want to ask you about this. So, I've definitely had this situation where sometimes you kind of, sometimes you deal with people, they may have this expertise, but they want to be an expert in something else. And you're like, mm -hmm. but you're not yes. an expert in that. Do you have that happen? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think, because again, it's almost like they've looked out there and gone, oh, but this person yeah. is doing that really well and therefore right. I want to get in on that. And it's like, no, no, no. And and actually in the online world and the world I'm in, the people who come into it just mm -hmm. to be in the online world are the ones, in my opinion, who don't right. succeed and yes. don't do as well as they could. Because you've got to be in it and go, no, this is what I'm good at. This is what I know. And therefore this is what mm -hmm. I've got to show up for. Now, we can always tweak and change. And this is something that I have done. So I've had my business now eight years. And when I first started, my message was very much marketing, social media, marketing, social media, marketing, social media. That was my bread and butter. That's what I knew. Then I'd had my business for so many years. So I could start talking about things like bringing on a team or, you know, doing a strategy for a business or what systems I might use or some funnels. Cause then I was doing the online stuff. And then many years later, I have done years of mindset work and years of work in terms of, you know, all the different tools and tactics that we have there. And I've done a coaching qualification. So now I can do that, but it's almost like I built on it, built on it, built on it rather than going, Oh, that looks really nice over there. I'm going to do that. Oh, and how do I make myself look the, the right. personal brand for that? It's like, you can't, this it thing does. takes time. And then, and I've had it when people have said, right, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do that. And I'm going to launch it next week, or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have something by the end of the month. And it's like, but no one knows you even exist over there. Yes, you may have this audience here, but A, are they your mm -hmm. audience for over there? Because if they're not, you're going to launch it and you could be amazing at it for all I know, mm -hmm. but no one knows that. So you're almost having to look at it like you're starting again. And even when you're doing what I've done, which is very gently changing the main focus, obviously it always comes back to marketing and business because mm -hmm. that's what I do. You know, That's what I've done for years. But adding in the mindset, that's going to lose yeah. some people. Some people are not going to like that. And that's going to attract some other people. So even in adding in these other elements, I'm still having to be very considerate to the audience I've got while also allowing myself to get in front of a new audience that might go, yeah, I really love yeah. that. I want to hear no, more about I it. No, I completely agree. Um, and it is interesting. I, you know, because you've talked about how, kind of layering these things as you became more of an expert in them for yourself. But mm -hmm. I've, I've found that yeah. I'm in a, you know, we're in a position for our agency where, yeah, like we have to do some mindset work with some of the clients because you're just like, wow, you really, yes. you deal with imposter syndrome. And what ends up happening is I actually find people that would actually be amazing to brand and to put out in the world sometimes literally are the hardest mm -hmm. on themselves and they will shoot themselves in the foot 
and and you have to go to no 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 <laughs> don't jump off that cliff and yeah, yeah, then yeah. you have these yeah. other people that are yeah. delusional almost that are like i want to yeah. do that and you're like i don't know that that's really where yeah and and we've had that where we've yeah, had to like yeah. kind of part ways because they they don't they're kind of like not working with you, but yet, and then, then you have these other people that are amazing. Yeah. And you're like, what are you doing to yourself? A girl that I ran track with, she was, she was like the power of positivity. She had me read this book. And, um, yeah. and lo- sometimes it was just, it was, so sometimes when I, when I'm scared to do something like, cause I've, you know, been an actress and everything, it's, it's really scary to jump in a room with like producers that have produced things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I started in New York and I, and now I'm in LA. Um, and like, it was really, I mean, completely intimidating. Um, and it was like, what's the worst could, mm, that yeah. could happen? It could suck. Um, they may laugh at me, but I'm like, but who are these people to me? Really? I mean, they're not, they're nobody to yeah. me. They're not yeah. going to ruin my career. They're not going to do anything because I don't have anything unless I go yeah. into that room and I do it. And so I just would just have these kind of little conversations with myself. I was always one of those people that like kind of like, talk to myself and be like, I can pump myself up and do all these things. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was always a little crazy, but I'm like, Oh, this stuff is like actually helping me. But, um, I would, that's how, that's how 100%. I've gotten myself out of it. When I didn't kind of have someone to help me, I've always been like, what's the worst that could happen? Because like, I'm not bu- making any money off it yeah. now. So like no one could buy it. And I'm in the sa- same exact spot. And I think asking that question is the yeah. great thing to ask. Like I joke, uh, and it is a joke and I am a bit flippant with it, but I say as long as I can't die or, and the other one, and this is very personal to me, but as long as I don't get pregnant, because I'm like 40 something years old and my child and stepchildren are grown up, I do not want a baby yeah, in my house, yeah. thank you very much. Like, So for me, I joke and say, as long as it can't do any of those two things, what yeah. is the problem? And I think that's the thing about, we almost need to like imagine big disastrous things to go, yeah, well, yeah. that's not going to happen. So what? And and also the other thing we do, we do an exercise in in my um, membership where I literally get them to write down what could go wrong. Because while it's a fear in your head, it feels mm. massive and huge. But if you take that second and write it down, and the example we give, because I speak, um, someone was saying that theirs, theirs was like, they were scared about speaking. They were going to do a speaking thing. So I was like, okay, this is one I can relate to. I said, so what, write it down. So you're scared. So if I'm scared, mm-hmm. I'm going to forget what I'm saying. I'm scared I might fall over. That's always a big one. I'm scared that I'll mm. trip up the stairs or something. Um, I said, I'm scared that sometimes I'm so nervous, I might pee my pants. Like, what if I actually pee my pants? Like, you know, and so I went through all these different things and we came up with this big long list Mm -hmm. of what could go wrong. I said, right now, what I want you to do is right next to it, what you would do about it. So, okay, what if I tripped up the step while I'd be embarrassed? Yeah, I'd be all right. Like, you know, my arm wouldn't fall off. What if I forgot my words? Well, no one knows what I'm going to say anyway. What if the slides don't work? Well, you know, that's not my fault. And I can just blag it. Like, so by the time you actually write down what you would actually do, it takes all the strength out of those fears. It like, you know, what if I peed my pants on stage? Well, that would be very unlikely. (laughs) And I'd be dreadfully embarrassed. But like, it is what it is. Like, so, so, and I think for me, going through those things, and then the next thing I'd get them to do is what, what can you do Mm -hmm. to try and prevent that so for instance for me one of the things I do is when I get to speak somewhere I 
request or I try very hard to go into where I'm speaking before nice, yeah. the time and I literally step up the stairs so I and I walk on the stage because mm -hmm. I walk when I talk um so I literally just so I can feel how yeah. steady all this is under my feet and practice almost just going up those stairs and going yeah that's okay or oh actually they're a bit thin pay attention or but just you know so it's like what could I try and do to prevent them but if it happens it happens and I think when it comes to doing stuff for yourself and your own business and it's your name on the line, I think that you really have to go, yeah. no one's going to die. Like if I go live and no one's watching, well, I'm not going to die. I mean, I just thinking about because I used to have to go up and do, you know, speeches and stuff for funding in front of, um, you know, investors mm. and things like that. And, uh, the, I, I remember a time, I mean, you, do you know the feeling when like you literally can just hear your heartbeat, your heart, you feel like your heart is you, your ears and everything is just going to explode. It's like boom, <laughs> boom, boom. And it's every, yeah. And you're, yeah. And you're thinking, right? surely it's they can hear this. So, like, yeah. Boom, boom, go and <laughs> I'm literally going like, because we, we're kind of in this thing where like everyone is going to go up. They have like the 30 second thing or the 60 seconds that they have to go speak. Mm -hmm. And I'm literally standing and I go, I need to sit down because I am going to faint. I'm going to faint. I'm going to faint. I'm like, okay. Mm. Yeah, and then again, I'm like, you're not going to faint. So I literally just would kill my seat for a minute because it had a while. I went outside, breathed, took some breaths, came back in, drank yeah. some water because I didn't have water. And it was just sometimes you just yeah. have to like just calm yourself down. I mean, it's a it's a weird mm. thing. I, I, I have allergies, um, and I was in uh, a plane, and someone next to me had some perfume um, that I was really allergic to, and I was and I was mm. getting at my throat, it was, and I was on a flight from LA to New York, so I was in there for six hours, yeah. and um, I was drinking tea nice. and just and trying to just really, and so I'm like, <clears throat> it's just when your throat starts to close up you can't help but kind of panic. Right. So it's kind of close. It's not going to close, but, but yeah. So I get back and talk to my allergist. He's like, you're not going to die. <laughs> you. So it's kind of funny. I, my allergist kind of gave me the same paper talk that you give your clients. You're not going to die. Yeah. You're not going to go into anaphylactic shock. Yeah. You're going to, it might make you feel uncomfortable, yeah. but you're not going to die. You need to breathe. You need yeah. to calm yourself down. If there's any way you can get away mm -hmm. from that situation, which I tried to, but there were no extra seats. It was horrible. Um, but I, oh, so no. that actually weirdly enough kind of taught me how to get myself out of, of those panic situations because there's nothing more panicky yeah. than not being able to breathe and, yeah. and feeling like your throat's clearing, you know, oh. clogging up. Yeah. I so imagine. I feel like that kind of set me up for success in the future. Cause I was like, I six hours on a plane with an allergic, basically a, an allergy next to me. You might as well have just put like a dog Sat in my next to you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, maybe she had a dog. I don't know. But isn't it funny how, like how all these, um, these little yeah. moments in your life has, you know, I remember being told as a child, my uncle taught me to ride a bike and he, I sat on the bike and he literally said, got me to say, uh, I can ride, I can ride, I can ride, I can over and over again as I was doing it. And obviously now I look back and all the stuff I've done, you know, it is that positive affirmation. It's that, you know, you tell your brain mm -hmm. something and it happens. And, you know, I just love, and it's, it's funny because I know that sometimes I'll talk about saying things that are a bit woo woo or, 
And actually, I said just this morning, I'm going to stop saying that because so much of what I have learned and so much in which I teach, there's mm-hmm. science behind it. This isn't like, you know, just nice thing because mm-hmm. it's nice to do. When you actually look at the science behind, you know, calming yeah. yourself down, or I think Mel Robbins always used the example of um, uh, excitement and anxiety mm-hmm. in the same I saw her talk about that, yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. body. Yeah. Yeah. So even just saying to yourself when you're on stage, you know, I'm excited. I have I'm heard really that. Yeah. Or, I, know, I, I, it wasn't Mel Robbins that I heard mm. from somebody quoting her, obviously, but yeah, I, I've, I've kind yes. of heard of that as well. Cause the same thing for auditions, I would get, I would get nervous. Right. So they'd be like, you're not oh, nervous. You're excited. Mm. And a lot of times um, yeah. I had like acting coaches. They were like, you need to turn that into the energy you need for the sides. I mean, yeah. I was in New York and so we had like SVU and some of these like, right, right. Some of these, uh, uh, these shows and like, sometimes you had to be, you, you were like a victim or you were running or you're whatever. And they're like, turn that into the energy yeah. you need to, that you just ran or you just did whatever it is because you have to be in that mindset the moment that they, they say go. Yeah. Um, and so you would have to turn that into, mm-hmm. um, it would obviously be harder if you had to be very like, small with whatever you were doing that would be yeah. a lot harder because you're like oh yes. god my chest yeah. is going to burst <laughs> yeah but um other than <laughs> i the, the the nervousness with um speaking was a was a big thing for me and i feel like i'm not as nervous when i'm talking mm-hmm. about this business as i was in front of investors for funding so sometimes it's it's depends oh, on what you're yeah. doing and we have clients and, and I, you know, media train them and I say, these are the, these are things that you need to do. You need to remember, but practice mm-hmm. makes perfect. You know, someone just said that I, and I Googled yes. it recently, it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert. It's a I lot of hours. hours. So, you know, that you can't really yeah. practice that much before your first one, you need to just jump in there and do it. But you're right. And it's always that's going to be the time that it's the worst it's yes. ever going to be. From that point on, it's only ever going to be better. Even if it's better by yeah. 1%, it's still and 1% better. So you The just first time you jump in there, that, that's, the, that's the, the, the smallest audience you're ever going to have too. Yes. Go, yes, go and mess up. <laughs> Learn. Yes, yeah. that's the time to do it. When exactly. Like you watching, said, when you join the room the and, where... and it's alive and no one's there, be like, cool, I can practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I fail, then it doesn't matter because no one's watching. And also in those early days, and this is why sometimes I think people are so... When you have your own business, people are like, they're oh. desperate for the big numbers. They're desperate for the massive downloads. They're desperate for the huge views or the huge audiences or whatever. And it's like, you're too busy. It's a bit like when you have a child and you're wishing for the next stage that you don't pay mm. attention to that stage. And the beauty of starting is that, A, you can get to become comfortable in who you are and how you show up and what you look like and and trying mm-hmm. out these things like mm-hmm. I'm going to go live or I'm going to do a video or, or whatever it is. But also the people who come and find you at that point or the people who do turn up first, they are the most loyal, loving, yeah. best people. Like, especially if you're starting this brand new and you literally have a group of friends or you've literally had two or three clients and the same two or three clients turn up to everything you do, like love on them, celebrate them, be so very grateful for them. Because when you get bigger and bigger and bigger, that's when 
everyone mm-hmm. starts to notice and that's when mm-hmm. the haters come in and that's when people say things and that's when people get more judgy and so actually and by that point not that I am the size of some people but by that point that's when your skin yeah. gets a bit thicker and and you've had all that time with all those people loving on you so you can hopefully have some tools in place to to not worry about those sort of people but in the early days and like I said that's when when I first started speaking like I joke that you know someone said where should I start speaking or how do I start speaking I said I literally we have this thing in the UK called biz mums where mums get together but they get together mm. in a play barn like you know what I mean yeah. like a kids thing and I sat in a play barn speaking to three mums like so if I was going to mess up, that's the time to yeah. do it. Not on stage in the States of some huge right. flipping audience. So this is like your ground and also your ground to, to, to test out who you are. Like, and as I said at the beginning with the personal brand, you, sometimes you try and look for other people to try and decide how you should be. And actually it takes all those times of showing up and doing the stuff and having the conversations to eventually get to a point where you go, no, this is who I am. And that's fine because by that point, that's when your audience is growing and that's when more people are seeing you. And that's the time you've got more confidence. So now I am as authentic as they come. Like the person you see online is yeah. the person I'm everywhere, like in the membership or around my house or whatever it might be. And I try and be very honest about stuff, about what it's like to run a business and how hard it can be. Um, but that's who I am. And that has taken years for me to go, oh, do you know what? It's all right occasionally to act the fool because I quite like acting mm-hmm. the fool and making a joke. It's all right in certain situations to swear occasionally. Like, it's all right to, you know, I have a, a live on a Thursday called G&T with tea because mm. I love a gin and tonic. It's all right to show up like that. Whereas it took that time to come to come to realise that that's the only person mm-hmm. I can show up to be is me. And actually now, now I have a community and I have people it's like if you like me for who I am great because that's who you're getting if I am not for you that is also fine there are other people who do what I do and you can go find them like and I think in the early days I could never have thought like that I could never have thought you know I, I think especially at the beginning and and when you're trying to work out who you are and what your brand is, it's like, well, I don't want to upset anybody and I don't want to, you know, and there's some people that would be really put off by the fact that I, you know, do a live with a gin and tonic, but that's fine. They're not my people, you know, or if they can't see through that to see the other things that they might like about me, then that's absolutely fine. So I think it takes that time to build that. Yeah. And I think you need to definitely set yourself up. I know for me, um, during you know certain stages of my business and iterations of it that having somebody mm-hmm. kind of along the way to be to kind of coach you to get a coach to somebody somebody that kind of says hey yes. no go and do this hard thing go and pushes you a little bit more um mm-hmm. kind of advises you on that you know don't be so worried about your com- competition because they're so unlike you that 100%. they're going to get a different clientele there's plenty of clients in the world you know, you do you and you get your type of people. Um, and yeah, because it's all yeah. about attracting the right people to you. So I, I want, I definitely, I, I feel yeah. like we, we've given like a lot, like, well, first of all, we gave everyone tips on like what, how to be a good podcast yeah. guest. <laughs> and then we've been talking about like building your personal brand, but I love just, you know, 
three tips that you have learned either through yourself or your clients Mm -hmm. on building a personal brand that you can give the audience? The first one is don't ever be afraid of showing up as you. If you are your personal brand, if you're not a company, if you are your personal brand, absolutely show up as you because you can't be anybody else. You're the only person you can be. And like I said, and if they love it, great. And if they don't, that's absolutely fine as well. Second one is get comfortable with knowing what you're willing to share and and don't apologize for it. So I have uh, a one of my team members also has, she has her own business and she constantly says, oh, I'm an oversharer. I'm an oversharer. And it's like, no, you just decide that's what the amount of stuff you want to share. Some people won't want to share that. Some people will be happy to put their children on social media. Some people won't. So you've got to be the decision as to this is what point I'm willing to go to. And there's no right or wrong. There's no, oh, now you're giving us too much information. Now you're being too honest. Now you're being, you know, too authentic. Um, You've just got to decide what level is right for you. And then the other one is in terms of, you've got to think about how you show up in all the different places. If you're being truly authentic, and it, I find that, because um, I love a bit of mindset stuff, so I actually really find that some of the personality stuff really helps. And I recently did some work with Denise Duffield Thomas's Money Archetypes. And the money archetype that came out for me is I'm a celebrity, which is a bit funny, made me laugh. Um, and it basically, a celebrity likes nice things, they show up nice, they have, you know, and she basically said that a celebrity would like always go for VIP. I mean, if I can fly first class, that is it all the way, I'm doing it. So they'd always go for VIP, they'll always want the nice things. But I had a product that was a really low cost product mm. and it didn't work. Like I literally closed it because no one bought it. And I thought people kept saying to me, I want to work with you because, you know, I, I'd love to, but I can't afford it. I'd love to, but I can't afford it. So my authenticity, my sitting in my power is I like luxury things. I am quality. I'm really good at what I do. I've done it for a long time. I'm the person that your coach is probably coming to to get coach type thing. And yet, instead of being completely authentic and not apologizing for that, I was like, but I really want to help these other people. So I'm going to bring out this really low cost thing, which was not in line with my authenticity, not in line with who I was, but I was just trying mm. to be kind and no one bought it because of course everyone looked at it and was like, Ooh. like, what is she selling? Like, obviously that's not going to be any good because Teresa doesn't do things that aren't quality. Well, it was, it was excellent quality and very, very, very yeah. cheap for what it was, but it didn't sell. So even when you think, you're trying yeah. to help and you're trying to do something by meeting them where they are, which is what I was trying to do. It didn't do me any favors. And now, you know, I know I'm expensive and I know for some people I won't be in their price range, but that's because I am fully sitting in the experience I've got, how long I've been doing this, how good I am, you know, who I am as a person, what, you know, I would invest and have invested thousands and thousands and thousands, tens of thousands on me and my personal development Mm -hmm. and my coaches. And I take that really seriously. So again, that's what I would portray when I put out there. So if suddenly then I said, uh, I can coach you for 150 pounds, you'd be like, that doesn't quite add up. Like she's playing this VIP lifestyle Mm -hmm. that she likes because it is genuinely what I like. But yeah, I can buy a coaching with her for 150 Mm pounds. That doesn't seem right. So even when you think you're doing it for someone else, it's not going to sit right. I, yeah, I, I, I love that. Um, 
I'm like, hmm, I've learned something there, right there, that last tip. I like that. Um, well, Teresa, this was a fantastic conversation. And um, I, yeah, I feel like we kind of like were able to bounce things off of each other. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for being here. And thank you for listening and watching. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.